What's going on? Another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview, MLB edition, episode 61. 61 episodes. We are in the final week of the regular season. I'm your host, Taylor Ringle. My co-host is back from his long Euro trip. Griffin Warner is here. Griff, what's going on? Sky doesn't know, man. Uh, it was a, a good trip. I'm uh, glad to be back. I'm, I'm actually a little surprised my co-host didn't... Uh, say more about that 61 number because i guess it's important to uh to some people yeah we'll, we'll, we can get into that for a, a second here but um you probably are hearing the listeners are hearing now i don't have my normal microphone no normal setup i'm actually away as well i'm in colorado for the next four or five days but like we always do whenever we go on the road we bring our stuff with us and we always get episodes in and out we never take a break doesn't matter where we are in the world. If we're in Germany, Colorado, New York, or Texas, we're getting it done. So 61 is a special number. Griff, good for you for reminding me. Aaron Judge tied Roger Maris for 61 home runs, most Amer- tied for the most in the American League. Pretty incredible feat. Pretty impressive how he's done this. I'm actually, you know, watching the I watched the game yesterday and I was just Kind of under shock because uh, you know it, you don't we haven't seen it since 1961, so it's it's pretty incredible what he's doing, and for the fact that he is seriously in the running for the triple crown is even crazier. You know, it's also crazy and incredible. We had a despite being on different continents, I think we had a two and O podcast on Monday. We did. So we did uh, two very, crazy things. Very slim card, slim pickings, but you know we uh, got everybody to the window, and uh, I'm looking forward to another two and zero if we can uh, if we can make that happen on this episode. Yeah, man, a lot of magic has happened the last the last week in baseball and on our show, so we can keep it going. And um, we've had a pretty successful year so far, and hopefully we can finish the year strong. We do have a nice little card here let's well actually we'll get into that in a second i'm gonna get ahead of myself i'll read a quick promo here then we'll get into our series spotlight which we have two very important series for three teams actually all four teams is very important but one of the teams is pretty much safe to it with their playoff hopes uh all right so free 25 content here for you guys if you guys sign up for pregame yet Come on, guys. We, you, we've been doing this podcast for 61 episodes what are now. you waiting for what are you waiting for Sign up for pregame right now. If you haven't, now is the time to do so. Pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. It takes no no kidding. It takes 90 seconds. Could even take 60 seconds for you to take advantage of being a site member right now. It takes that quick just to sign up. You can hop in on the forums, have discussions with other people just like you that love gambling on baseball and any other sport that pregame offers. It's $25 site credit purchase, premium picks from one of pre- pregame's very own professional handicappers. And I'm talking to one each and every episode. That's Griffin Warner. He's one of those guys. So do it right now. It's free to do it. Go do it. I mean, Griff, we've been saying this for, for six months now. I mean, if people I mean, haven't done it yet, what are they waiting for? It, you know, maybe, maybe we have some people that uh, are taking a little time off from the gridiron and they uh, want to get into bases as uh, they know every team's fighting for something. Um, or maybe people are sickos and really like the dog days of September. You know, that's also possible. We are one of, we are those sickos, <laughs> by the way. We are those sick people that love talking about September baseball. 
and I can't get enough of it. And speaking of September baseball going in October, we have two probably the most important series spotlights this year for us. Um, I'll start first. I have the Rays in the Astros. We have Rasmussen and Valdez in game one, McClanahan and Christian Javier in game two, and game three is Kluber versus Garcia. For the Rays, man, they are not seeing Verlander. It's pretty freaking awesome if you're the Rays. You're missing out on him, but you start the series against Valdez, who's had – what's the stretch that he's been on, Griff? He's been on an incredible stretch. If I'm His, his quality start quality streak, star I, stretch. I yeah, know because I have him in fantasy. Unfortunately, it ended in his last start, and as part of why I got knocked out of the playoffs in fantasy because we have quality starts as a stat. But Jeremy Pena cost him five runs, so uh, I wouldn't – I wouldn't throw any uh, any dirt on Framber Valdez's grave right now. I'll put it that way. Yeah, uh, you know, wh- one thing I'm I'm worried about in the, even in this game one is Rasmussen. Man, he hasn't really been the same. I guess in his last two or three starts, I remember I bet on him recently. If I can go back in our chart here, I think yeah, that was against these same Astros. He was, was not very good in that one. I think his last start was against Toronto and was pretty good. He was in a pitcher's duel. I want to say with Manoa, if I if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But the the one that scares me is that he got roughed up against the Astros at home. And you can't be having rough starts against these really good teams once. And and, and it's not like the Rays are safe. The Rays right now are a half a game behind the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have clinched this spot as a wild card team. The Mariners are right behind them. And somehow, someway, the last team that's available, that's still alive, is the Baltimore Orioles with five games back but i feel like those chances are pretty slim i would say 99 chance they're not going to be making the playoffs great great story but uh this series has a ton of ton of drama i wonder how the astros are going to play here do you think grip that they're going to be playing every single starter here do you think that's how it's going to go or are they going to rest some guys you know the the astros have a nice lead on the yankees for first place so i feel like they might rest a, a, a player or two down the stretch here it's a good question. Um, you got the rest versus rust idea. I think with position players, they're probably less likely to uh, give those days off. As uh, and probably probably no one's playing all three of the weekend set, which is great for the Rays, um, and especially because the Rays are trying to fight those Blue Jays for that home series uh, of the right. best wild card seed, essentially. But I think with pitchers, I mean, man, I don't know. Are they going to go eighty pitches with a lot of these starters? Um, the Astros bullpen's good, but. I mean, there's a big, big differential in, in motivation here, and I feel like that makes me want to sit on the race side of the fence, and I'll be looking to back them as, I'm sure, pretty pretty hefty underdogs in most of these games. Uh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you because of, the, the, of that fact, Griff, is uh, how what, – what is Dusty Baker going to do with this roster and pitching-wise? Are they going to – you know, is a – I have a feeling that second game, Christian Javier is on the mound. I feel like he might throw two or three innings. Right, he he's he's used to that. He's used to being a long man out of that bullpen and also stretching out nine innings. So we we might be seeing a bullpen type game maybe in one of these starts from the Astros. I, I got to say the the Rays are, are lucky and very fortunate. They have Rasmussen and McClanahan game one and game two. Kluber is a wild card in game three. Definitely perfect timing for the Rays though to to have Glass now come out and shove against the Guardians. 
I mean, what a it, it, it's like they just acquired them off of like a trade or something. You know, they acquired a front line ace, a one two punch between them and him and McClanahan. Um, you got to be very very happy if you're a Rays fan and also betting on the Rays going forward and even into the postseason with that acquisition. Yeah, the uh, the good old injured list acquisition. I mean, I feel like there's also probably some stud starting pitcher that might get called up from the Rays and pitch three innings in the playoffs because um, I feel like that was McClanahan a couple of years ago, and I feel like it just keeps happening. <clears throat> if you got anything more on that series, I mean, I think I agree with you. If I could get this uh, little whatever out of, the, out of my throat. Um, I, I'm pretty interested, like I said, in backing the Rays in this series. I, I don't. I think the Astros are still fighting because it's it's the the one seed's not clinched just yet. But I think it's a, a pretty pretty even as a Yankee fan, I would assume that you're kind of focused on just getting healthy and getting in the playoffs right now. Absolutely, yeah, I, I totally agree. Why don't you go into your series spotlight, which has almost almost more drama than mine? Uh, <clears throat> definitely more drama. I, I think I'm very thankful that my my gracious co-host gave me this one. Uh, certainly, it's it's the Atlanta Braves hosting the New York Mets. I mean, I'm not sure how much better you can do right now. Uh, everything's on the line in this one. Um, in terms of momentum, I feel like the the Braves kind of missed missed a little bit of an opportunity in their last series with the Nationals, and, and that was disappointing. But ultimately, where they sit, they probably, based on how the, the season started, I think if you gave the Braves a home series only one game back of the Mets um, right as the season's about to end, I feel like they'd be pretty pretty confident, happy about what they're getting. And then also seeing the, unfortunately the, the Mets get to host the the nationals and what looks like three straight wins probably to close the season. Whereas the Braves have to go on the road, which is a challenge, but ultimately get the Marlins as well. So, I mean, it, this is a series to do it. Uh, I think if, if the Braves can take two out of three, I don't know what uh tiebreaker scenarios we'll have, especially because it's such a tight schedule for the wild card stuff. So I, I don't even know what's going to happen there, but I assume there's no, playoff there's probably a coin toss or something like that uh but getting into the probables for the series uh the Braves are starting Max Freed against Jacob deGrom that opener which is going to be awesome and uh oh my god really looking forward to talking about that one uh for our Friday card uh later in the show best bets coming off of 2-0 coming as well um then Scherzer and Kyle Wright who's had a great year of Andy Boy and then Charlie Morton and Chris Bassett which is I mean three great pitching matchups all on the line I'm, I'm hoping that the Braves take the first, well, I guess if they take the first two, the Braves have the lead and then Chris Bass will have to go in on Sunday, which I imagine is a Sunday night baseball game. Um, yeah. That it's going to be sweet. Um, I'm pumped for it. Um, I feel like motivation has got to be equal. Um, the crowd's going to be huge. I mean, I guess not Turner field, whatever, whatever it's called now is going to be nuts with the bricks and right field. Uh, the chop house is going to be going to be lit. There's going to be a lot of, uh, Miller lights, Coors lights, Bud lights, whatever they're selling. I haven't been to that new stadium yet, but I'm sure there's some premium stuff out there as well. Chipper Jones is going to be doing the Tomahawk chop. It's going to be great. Do, do you favor anyone in this series? I mean, the Braves mm. at home uh, should be in pretty good shape, but they are facing a gauntlet of starting pitchers. This is the time for the New York Mets to take over. Right now, Griff, the New York Mets lead this the season series against the Braves 9-7. to seven. That's important going into the series. It's huge. The Braves, we, you know, we were you just mentioned about tiebreaker scenarios. So, no matter what, winning is important. But having an opportunity where you're there could be a tiebreaker at the end of the year. But if you win the season series, huge moves for you. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, it's we're all, we're almost seeing a real, realistic pitching match of four playoff series. It's going to this is like a pre playoff series for us. 
which is nice. I would say Strider would be taken over for Morton's spot. But we're seeing playoff baseball at the end of September before the season wraps up. This is what we like. You know, even tonight, we're, we're seeing it's going to be around a pick for for Friday's game. Excuse me, not tonight, Friday's game. Um, I'd probably be siding with the New York Mets. Uh, they have this is the, they have the right pitcher in game two. To if they lose in game one, Scherzer has the clutch gene in him to lock down and tie the series off if, if need be. Degrom got roughed up in his last start, Griff, and we never see that ever. So and he owned it. He said like, "Hey, I, I, it's my fault. We lost this game because of me." So I'm interested to see how things play out. Yeah, so um, based on that math and seeing that the Braves uh, are two behind the Mets, that that tells me that based on tiebreakers, head-to-head records, they're going to have to sweep in order to take the tiebreaker because if the Mets get one, then that means they'll win the series 10-9. to Um, So really, I mean, I'm sure the Mets don't want to lose this series, but if they get one, that puts them in a really good position to keep that one seed if everything goes well. I don't know that a road sweep for the Braves is likely at at the fish, but they – hit about as well as a, an actual fish would. Um, so I'm yeah. not really sure that there's that much to fear. I mean, the Mets at home against the Natinol should be pretty dominant. Um, but ultimately, I, I I mean, I'm wondering, because I feel like the Grom's last two starts weren't very good, and especially one of them being in Oakland against the AA Athletics. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I like to bet against Jacob DeGrom because he's got such a poor record despite being such a great pitcher. Um, I don't think it's gone very well for me this year. I feel like I haven't timed him very well, but uh, ultimately Max Freed is a, a pretty good one uh, B to a one a of Jacob deGrom in that starting matchup on Friday. And it might be even uh, worth it for us to get into the, the, the Friday card now without further ado. So Let's I'll go. start with Cincinnati. Uh, they're visiting the Cubs because uh, we always got to start there. Uh, we got Graham Ashcraft at Adrian Sampson, currently Sampson a minus one forty one favorite at home no uh no total here cubs fresh off of i think a sweep of the phillies really putting them in peril for the playoffs which is hilarious considering the position they are in earlier i think the the brewers are, are climbing up the charts pretty pretty fast but Crazy. to stay with this one graham ashcraft recently off the il cubs i feel like playing pretty well i don't really have an interest in, in fading the cubs i feel like i wish they were playing a better team so i could look in the back of them i'm i'm impressed with how the cubs pitching the, the young pitchers have pitched this year with the roster they have overall, you know, you see, you know, Steele has pitched pretty well. Uh, Samson, that they have gotten a Tom, Tomlinson, Tomlinson, Thompson, I want to say is Keegan one of their Thompson, starters. Keegan, Keegan yeah, yeah. yeah, Keegan Thompson, he pitched well. Um, I don't have a reason to pick to pick the Reds here. It'd be nice to see the Cubs kind of end the season on a high note here with what kind of roster they have and what overall season they have had. Just poor yeah, play I usually. think uh... – you know, maybe it was a really shrewd decision by uh, the GM not to get any prospects for an expiring contract of, of Castillo and, and and try to stick to win right. 75 games this year. Brilliant, brilliant move by him. Uh, next, we'll go Philadelphia. Just speaking of at Washington, this is a series. I mean, Phillies need to wake up on 83 wins right now. The Brewers have caught them. Same exact record tied. I'm not sure about uh, the tiebreakers there, but Phillies three and seven last 10, I think got swept the Cubs, if not losing at least f- three in a row. Um, not great. Washington should be a pretty soft landing for them. We got Bailey Falter, who's been pretty good. I feel like he's young and tough to trust, but uh, should be trustworthy against a Washington lineup. 
Eric Fetty, and I think this is also a doubleheader as well, but this is what I have for probable starters for the first game. Falter minus 174 road favorite, big, big number, over-unders eight and a half. Um, how do you, I guess, how do you feel about the Phillies? I mean, the psyche can't be strong right now. They, they're probably trying to forget every game they play because uh, they haven't been going very well. Two games under 500 on the road. It's not terrible for a playoff-ish team, but um, they've got to have all the all the pressure right now. The, the nice part is Eric Fetty hasn't been missing bats for for years now. It's so interesting how the Phillies, yet again, make it way too interesting for all their fans and people that talk about baseball in general. And if at the end of the season, Griff, if these two teams were tied, the Brewers and the Phillies, the Phillies have the upper hand. They have a four and two record against the Uh, Brewers. Huge. So it's huge. But somehow the Brewers are coming alive here. You mentioned it. They need to wake up. These Phillies need to wake up. This is a, a, a gimme. You're, you are getting opportunity to face a 90, 101 lost franchise this year. This is a golden opportunity. You know, Falter isn't going to be lights out and you have Syndergaard in game two, but you need to, you need to pitch well. Your bullpen needs to step up. Alvarado's pitching decent his last few outings. He's throwing 100 mile an hour sinkers, which is, should be illegal. But he's uh, and then the bats need to wake up too, Griff. It's it's getting dicey for these two teams for the for the Phillies. Yeah, I feel like we gotta we got. I mean, the pressure is 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 a thing in this where it's either extra motivation or like no one's sleeping slipping up. Or to me, it's a lot of times there's pressure because these teams aren't that good yet. They are pri- going to be priced like they are. So I'm very interested in the Nationals in this series. I just. I don't know where I'm going to find a game to back them. Next, we'll go with the, the crown jewel. Uh, I think of, of Friday night, uh, my series spotlight, the Mets at the, at the Braves, Jacob deGrom, toe the bump on the road at Max Freed. I mean, as about as good as you could ask for currently looks like deGrom is a minus one ten road favorite over under six and a half. Not expecting a lot of runs though. To me, I feel like um, that's a pretty low number for a pretty big game that might go into extra innings and the ghost runners galore and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I really like the Braves here. I, I like the the even money right now. I certainly would like more uh, than that. Um, I think I lost this early in the year with Freed on the road at DeGrom. But I feel like Max Freed is a, a perfect home underdog. He's going to, I mean, one of the best pitchers in the game. He's going to keep this, this matchup close. I don't really know that I consider the Mets bullpen to be that much better than Atlanta's. I do have some concerns, as I think I've probably spoken about many times in this program, about Kenley Jansen and... Uh, I mean, I, I got to say, it's been pretty impressive what uh, Timmy Trumpet has done for, for the Mets so far this year. But I'm also curious a little bit from from your where you sit, or I guess you're in Colorado right now, but you're living in New York. What what are the, the Mets? Are they freaking out right now? Because this should have been wrapped up a month ago. <laughs> I think Mets fans, Griff, are sweating. I, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of my high school friends, and just about all of them are Mets fans. And once they saw about a few days ago what a pitching matchup is going to be for this series, they're sweating. They said, this is going to be the most stressful series for us as fans. And even gamblers, too. It's I, I'm going to say, do you think maybe all these games are going to be pick maybe close to it? I mean, they're very, they're very equal teams. Maybe one team has an upper hand. Maybe like the Braves have an upper hand in the bullpen category. But the offenses are – you would say sometimes they're neck and neck. The pitching staffs, the starting fives are freaking incredible. But one thing to note, though, for DeGrom in his career against the Atlanta Braves 
He's 10 and 8 with a 208 ERA in 172 innings. That is the most action against any team that he's ever had in his career. He's been pitched carefully this season. I I think I'm going to ride with with the. It's kind of like, oh, you're going to ride with the Mets. Yeah, I mean, you could ride with the Braves because Max Fried is a freaking animal as well. So it's going to be pick him, I think, all series long, though. Well, so looking at the at the matchups, and we can break down what we see as strongest. I feel like that'd be that'd be worth it, especially for such a, a pivotal series. I mean, I, I think probably the the Mets will be favored game one, obviously here, and then game two. I think uh, I think they'll close favorites in game one, and then Scherzer I expect to be favored on the road. Um, at Kyle Wright, I gotta say, yeah. but then I, I'd say too. I, I think Morton's probably a favorite at home to Bassett, slight favorite would be my guess. But it also might be one of those situations where there might be a little bit in that line and marketplace of whoever needs this one. Because if the, I mean, the game will clearly matter, but with the big series coming up, or I guess the feudal import, uh, not very good opponents coming up, I, I feel like that might make that last matchup a little bit more based on kind of what the standings look like but for me i'll take the the braves lineup um i love that they're at home and then i think the bullpens are pretty equal and then i feel like the the starting pitchers in this series lean a little bit to the mets do you agree with that yeah i, I say so i mean though dude it's like it's every other night you could you could say what which which team is better in what category i feel like they're so equal i, I if i had to put one category in one team's favor Overall, I'd say maybe the Braves lineup is a little bit better than the Mets. I, I I can I can see that. I mean, you have there's they have it's just so balanced, Griff. That lineup is so balanced with late additions of Michael Harris and you know and Grissom, who's emerged into an everyday player with Albie's with Albie's out. Yeah, Swanson's having a career year, and Acuna is starting to heat up a little bit. The last two or three weeks, you know, and you, you add in all the, the, the Matt Olsons and Darno, and you have all these characters here that contribute each and every day. And it's not just they're contributing. It's clutch ABs late in the game, singles to left field, singles in the gap, home runs in the in eighth or ninth inning. That's the difference maker, man. If you can get DeGrom, if DeGrom shuts you down for seven innings, but you go to that bullpen, you know, I'd say Adovino – is reliable-ish, and then Edwin Diaz, of course, is unhittable. But you need to get to Edwin Diaz with the lead, and that bullpen could be a little dicey for the Mets at times. I mean, do you think DeGrant, they're going to let him go seven innings? I feel like that... I feel like, I feel like they have to. I feel like this is... You have to. You have to. It's just too it's too risky. If, if, there was a, if there was a significant lead where the series didn't matter, then maybe you'd be on a short leash. I feel like Degrom has to push the envelope. This is playoff. This is a playoff game right here. This whole series playoff series. You take game one, it's a little less pressure on game two for Scherzer to lock it in and seal the deal for the New York Mets. But I don't know, so man. I'm, I'm looking at Degrom's numbers. He started eleven times this year. I realize we're going very long in this game, but I feel like the series is worth it. Um, eleven starts this year. He's gone seven innings in two of them. He's pitched into the seventh looks like in three of them so i mean it's certainly you're you're saying it i mean if there's ever a time to let him loose it's here his last two starts four innings five run runs against the, the oakland athletics on the road pretty bad three runs allowed 
at home against Pittsburgh, pretty bad considering, and then three runs at home against the Cubs. Uh, I mean, that's three pretty bad starts in a row. Um, I, I understand that arm is really tough to, to bet against, but it's max free to nothing for me on that one. And uh, I'll move along now to the another really big series. I mean, we got Miami visiting Milwaukee, really important for only one of these, but Sandy Alcantara trying to stay in the Cy Young award race. I don't know if it's necessarily his award to lose right now, but he's had a really good start to the year and kind of tailed off. I feel like, uh, but he's on the road at Corbin Burns. I think he was your pick to repeat as Cy Young. Um, Burns currently a minus 171 favorite at home, over under six and a half. So not a lot of runs expected. And I, I do agree with that total being really low because I don't think either of these teams can really hit that well. Uh, but the, the Brewers have been playing really well. And uh, I mean, I, I like the idea of Sandy here. I know that we've had a lot of ups and downs with him this year and his bullpen to say the least. But yes, um, I mean, it's a big, big number on him. But I, I just I'm not. I'm not trying to back bad teams that can't hit right now, and that's exactly what the Marlins are. Yeah, uh, it's tough, man. Uh, he's – dude, I'm looking at these numbers, man. Uh, he's played – the last four starts, Philly, Philly, Nationals, Nationals. Did really well against the Phillies, uh, probably one of his starts. But Nationals, he just dominated nine innings and then eight innings, 18 strikeouts in two games against those teams, against the Nationals, back-to-back starts. But it's hard to bet against a team like the Brewers that – need a win you know when when you have a team like this who they have to win they, they can't fucking lose and you're facing the probably a top two definitely top three Cy Young candidate and Sandy you know and Sandy but you need to win these games you you have to fucking win and you have the right guy in the mound against one of the best pitchers so it's a low scoring game I will definitely going to take the under in this game you can't have a better opportunity for the Brewers to keep going. And this is another situation like the Phillies, man. The Phillies are facing a terrible team. The Phillies got to win. And so are the Brewers. The Brewers are t- playing a terrible offensive team in the Miami Marlins. So these, they have the best situations possible right now. It's their, it's their, you know, it's there to lose, but you know, you, you got to, you got to perform. Next we'll go uh, Pittsburgh at St. Louis. That I feel like is pretty much wrapped up. I want to say I think that the Cardinals have clinched the central and they're eight back of the Mets. So I feel like that's not a lot for uh, the Cardinals to play for. But we got Johan Aviodo, the former uh, Cardinals prospect who never really put it together. And he's on the road at Jack Flaherty, who really hasn't done enough to deserve a playoff roster spot, in my opinion. I don't know if, if the Cardinals have enough depth there, but uh, ultimately Flaherty somehow is still a minus 193 favorite, nearly $2, um, which doesn't reflect who he is as a pitcher right now. I think he's still just trying to find it from coming back from multiple shoulder injuries this year. Uh, over under seven and a half. I, I don't know. There's a lot in this game that I don't like, but Flaherty at that type of price gives me hope that in the playoffs will be overpriced and I'll be happy to go against him. Cause I just don't think he's the same guy right now. Definitely not the same guy. I totally agree with that. I, I really, I think this is a tune up game for him to get ready for the postseason. I, I can't see him not being the postseason roster. Maybe he's one of those guys at the bubble guy. If a guy gets hurt, then Flaherty gets put on. If, if Flaherty can be a reliever in the postseason, that's huge. But for this game, I'm going to stay away from it because of how long, you know, are we, is Flair going to go three innings, you know, or is he going to go five? Uh, we, you and I do not know. That's the biggest guess there. We have no idea. 
I, I like how the Cardinals are kind of are putting him in situations to try to speed up some sort of tune-uping. I, I don't know, but I, mean, I they've been they've been stretching him out. I think a little more than than you're than you're saying, but I just feel like when I see because I, I watched pretty intently uh, a start of his at Pittsburgh against the same team earlier in the year. He had zero strikeouts in five innings, so he's gone five, five, and six. So like he's he's in there, and he's certainly. I mean, they're they're letting him loose. Clearly, if he's going that far, he finally had a good start with nine Ks. His last one out there, so maybe things are coming around a little bit. I think this is a make the roster type of outing for him, and I think he's going to have to show something because if you look at the the Cardinals roster, I mean, I don't know that I feel comfortable putting him over Michaelis right now, Jordan Montgomery, the former Yankee, Jose Quintana, and I don't think he's getting a spot over Wainwright. So, I mean, that's that's four pitchers that I think is going to. They have to be above him based on their performance this year, unless they're just going for potential, which I don't think you can do in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Uh, if I had to say one guy that gets taken out of a rotation spot for Flaherty, which I don't agree with, I think Flaherty, if he's going to be on a roster, he has to be a reliever. Maybe Quintana gets the boot over Flaherty, but that's not going to happen. I agree with you. I think these pitchers that have been pitching definitely have more uh, of an upper leg on – having an a opportunity to start in the postseason. If Flaherty makes the postseason roster, it's going to be a reliever, and that could be could be a nice little weapon if things work out, but that's only if. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Tough to see that working out. Also tough to see Chad Cool, uh, who is always on this show, it seems. He's starting at the Dodgers uh, in, an, in a late one for the East Coasters. Um, neither you or I are there this, this weekend, but oh well. Chad Cool visiting Clayton Kershaw. No line in this one, uh, as I think those starters were just announced. Kershaw's monstrous favorite. I imagine he'll probably have a pretty short leash. Uh, next, we'll move to Arizona visiting San Francisco. I think Alex Cobb was just announced, uh, but Merrill Kelly had Alex Cobb. This matchup's at least happened three times this year. I feel like Merrill Kelly should have won all three of those. I think lost two out of three because I backed them in the first two. Finally got to win the last one. Um, currently it looks like Cobb is a minus 120 favorite over under is seven. Um, what do you think about the, the giants right now? They, they kind of mailing it in, in your opinion. I feel like they've mailed it in the last month. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame, man. You know, there's six games back. So, you know, realistically they are not mathematically out yet. Uh, I think that's going to be a snap of a finger. They'll be out, but you know they they have they have talented players in that team. It's just they couldn't put it together. And it's so bizarre how they were a one hundred and one win team last year, and now they're barely scraping an opportunity. Maybe they're barely going to be five hundred. Barely, they're they're trying their best to be eighty one and eighty one here. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I might I might stay away from that game as well. To be honest with you, I I, I don't know. I'm not. Alex Cobb has been weird this year for us. Merrill Kelly's had a great year. Maybe I ride with the uh, with the Diamondbacks in this one, being how impressed I am with how they've played and some of their pitchers have played, like Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon's on the mound. I'm totally on the side of Gallon, but Merrill Kelly's pitched well. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go with him. I don't know. I'm all over the place right now. I gotta Go say, ahead. I'm surprised to see that the Giants have closed to one game under 500, and that well, I guess I'm I'm less surprised about being under 500, but that being six games back of the playoff race but as we're at 100 game 155 um entering tomorrow i feel like that is pretty much impossible but maybe not mathematically um but that does give me some hope that if the 
the marketplace is, is back in a big run for the Giants to get to the playoffs um, or somehow winning out. I really like Merrill Kelly. I think he's he's shown that he can figure out or he has figured out that yeah. Arizona, excuse me, that San Francisco lineup. And I feel like he'll outpitch Alex Cobb for the fourth time this year because they <laughs> play so often. Uh, we'll move now to the AL um, where the Orioles are hanging on, treading water, but uh, the water's getting deep. Uh, Jordan Lyles at Domingo Herman currently Lyles, a, or excuse me, Herman a minus one eighty one favorite at home, over under eight and a half. Um, the Yanks, I mean, they've got something to play for, still trying to press the the Astros for the one seed, but it's, they got a long way to go, unfortunately for uh, the Yankee co-host that I have. Um, I mean, there's six wins back. I think that's going to be tough to to overcome with so few games remaining, and knowing that the Astros play in the AL West. Um, Got any interest in in the uh, in the O's? I mean, they've played the Yankees pretty tough all year. I bet on Jordan Lyles maybe more than any pitcher this year. Maybe him. He's been great. Maybe Sandy. I, I bet a lot on him this year. Wayne Wright in the beginning of the year was a pitcher I used a lot. Uh, Lyles pitched pretty well against the. Uh, I think it was these last couple starts. He's been pitching pretty well, but. Um, I'm going to ride with the Yankees. Domingo Herman <laughs> is an interesting pitcher and where he lies in the postseason roster. I think he will be starting the postseason. A 330 ERA to close out his last start of the season. I'm impressed with how he's pitched because the start of the year, start of the, even in August, is a, his ERA in August was a five. So uh, I, gotta, I like how he's kind of finishing up the year. It was interesting. They they used him as an opener for two games in a row, right? The Rays and the Brewers. So, um, you know what? Interesting to see how they're going to pan out. But I got to ride with the Yankees. Is he uh, he being Domingo Herman? Is Domingo Herman going to be? I mean, he seem he should be in contention to start for the Yankees in the playoffs. But like, I'm not in love with Jamison Tyone. I know he's been around and had a better year. We've seen Nesco Cortez recently come off the IL and undoubtedly Cole will be the number one. But what do you think that Yankee postseason uh, rotation is going to look like? Cole one, Severino two, Tyone three, and it's going to be Herman four. I want to say, I, I think. Okay. I'm Ty- surprised I, Severino's so uh, entrenched. It's, if it's not Severino two, then it's going to be Tyone two. Tyone has. Um, I think he's pitched really well. He's had a lot of – I think he's had – he's in the top five of quality starts this year. You know, he's he's putting the, the Yankees in opportunities to win. It's just a matter of the bullpen keeping them alive, which is, you know, as you know, has been a topic of discussion mm. this entire second half. But I, I like how Tyone's pitched his last three outings. You know, Brewers, he fought four runs against Brewers. He's a great Red Sox. He went – Six shot innings, and against these Blue Jays in Toronto in his last start, he was beautiful, just a beautiful job pitching. Seven and third innings, pitch, struck out six. You know he's not going to strike out a lot of guys, but he he gets he gets outs, and you know him riding around that 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 three eight ERA, it's a little nerve wracking if you're going into the postseason with an ERA north of four. But I think a lot of those starts, there's a lot of starts that are not shown where he's pitched really well but um sorry to go on a tangent but uh, no it's all good i asked for it i don't hate herman uh 
in that type of swing role, uh, looking like a long reliever potentially moving into the starting rotation if if he's hot and someone else is not. I did see that the Yankees were some hovering somewhere around fifty percent win percentage in the second half, which is not looking great. But um, you know, it's they t- got off t- such a great start, maybe it yeah. doesn't matter. Next it's tough we'll go. Going, it's tough going ten and eighteen in August. That's the, it's tough going ten and eighteen in August, and then people starting to get worried. I, I think Yankee fans, people betting on the Yankees, deserve to have some sort of you know get worried. But you know now it's come to gut check time. You got to have a rotation, so hopefully they they have one going into the postseason. It looks Next like we'll they go. do. They, I think I think they do, um, and certainly that first round buy is going to be huge. Next we'll go Red Sox. Nick Pavetta at Alec Manoa, who finally. It looked like he was kind of fighting it in his last start, but ended up getting it together eventually. I think it was at the Rays and uh, pitched pretty well. Um, looked like he was fighting control, but eventually got into it. And uh, Manoa is a minus. Well, we don't have a lineup at online, of course, but based on a consensus of the market, he's a little bit south of a minus 200 favorite. So I'll say minus 195, Alec Manoa here. Over-under is eight and a half. And Nick Pavetta, you know, he's got some good stuff, but he is about as inconsistent as the weather. So... Um, I the Red Sox fighting for really nothing right now. The the Jays fighting for that top playoff, uh, wild card playoff spot. Um, it's hard for me to want to go against Manoa, and, and I I'd like to see him get another good start under his belt because he he kind of has been fighting it for a while, not just in his last start. He needs a nice start to end his season to go right into the start of the postseason because you know damn well he's your number one. Absolutely, that's your game one starter. And after that, Griff, like, do you have any faith in the rest of that rotation for the Toronto Blue Jays? I mean, my 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 boy, uh, Ross Stripling. You know, does he does uh, he get an opportunity this year? Do you think he gets a playoff spot? I mean, I I don't think he's losing a spot to Mitch White or Jose Barrios. So, yeah, for me, I think uh, I think you go Manoa one with a a one B being Kevin Gosman. He has been up and down to say the least, but. I think he's been fighting through uh, some injuries and he's been, he's been solid uh, after that, man, I don't know where they're going. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think Stripling's probably the number three. Um, and I mean, that's a capable first three in a rotation that hopefully you only need three in the playoffs, but that, that first series is going to take a lot out of them. And then they're probably going to have to go to Houston, which is going to be uh, a really tough series for them against a really good team that will be rested. Um, but not a lot of interest for me in the Red Sox in this one. Next, we'll move Kansas City at Cleveland. Cleveland have clinched or has clinched the, the AL Central. Um, they got a tough matchup here with Brady Singer coming in on fire. He's been dominant in the second half, visiting uh, Adams or whatever Savali, uh, Adam, Alex, uh, Aaron, Adam. Aaron Savali. Aaron. Um, one of those, one of those A's, one of, one of the A names, I think double A Ron, uh, Savali. And he's been, he's been pretty good after an awful, awful start. It's amazing. I mean, the baseball season is so long that we're here now talking him as like an actual good pitcher, considering how bad he was, uh, to start the season look like maybe he was finished the worst pitcher in all of baseball. I think started with like an 80 array and was still out there getting starts. Uh, but Savali's turned it around and he's got a pretty weak lineup. I think he's pitching to try to make a playoff roster and, and find a find a space. Um, and currently Savali minus 125 favorite, which I think speaks to how strong the second half has been for uh, Brady Singer. And, and I really do like Brady Singer and I have him circled as, as anytime he's an underdog, essentially. Um, bullpen behind him is OK. Uh, I think it's basically Scott Barlow, who's pretty inconsistent but ultimately can get outs and over under seven getting interest in the royals here 
I do. I do like the Royals here. Singer, in his last 20 innings, he's let up one earned run and only four walks. That's gross. I know the offense for the Royals. If you know, if we had more time on the show and really looked into it, I want to really look at who's the worst offense in the league. I don't think the Royals are the worst. They could be the worst, but just from using our senses, I feel like they're the worst. And it sucks when you have Brady Singer on the mound and he gives you one earned run or he he lets up two earned runs. That could be a loss. But I'm going to ride with Singer here. The last three starts, Tigers, Red Sox, Mariners. You know, uh, Red Sox and Mariners are good lineups. Tigers are, are, are a waste of a franchise right now. Um, you know, I, I, I would ride with Singer here. The only thing that's keeping me not doing it is that Royals lineup is just terrible. Yeah, it's not a very good lineup. I do think that they have went with the youth movement and they're a lot better now. So I wouldn't even take their April, May, June, July stats to, I mean, it's a different team now. They do like to bunt though. And that drives me absolutely up a wall. Unfortunately, old school baseball, baby. Yeah. I mean, and I get it cause they play low scoring games, but they just, they can't keep up offensively. And so when they give away outs, they're not good enough hitters. So I, I do think that Brady Singer can keep him in this game. And I like him as an underdog here. Um, but we'll, and, and then the nice part is Cleveland's clinched. Um, and, and so how much are they fighting right now? Are they trying to like give Savali four innings and playing enough for their bullpen? The sad part though, or maybe the good f- for competition is that it's not 40 man rosters anymore. So, um, it's probably going to see some, some decent, uh, bullpen usage here in this one, in this series and trying to keep everyone fresh, but also not overwork them. It's going to be a challenge, but I trust Tito Francona ultimately next move Minnesota at Detroit, Joseph Ryan at Tyler Alexander, I guess, Joe Ryan, I don't need to be so specific given for- <laughs> formal given names. Uh, but Ryan is a minus one forty one favorite on the road over under seven and a half. And uh, disappointing that the twins kind of fell out of the playoff run. I hope my guy from my high school, Rocco Baldelli, keeps his job. I'm not sure that he will. Um, but Tyler Alexander's a lefty that tries to be crafty as a lefty. And he's going to be throwing a lot of fastballs into power swinging bats of the twins. And that is a scary, scary proposition, especially when Gregory Soto and his uh, wildness is your best bullpen arm. So, <laughs> Uh, got any interest in uh, tempting fate with those uh, Tigers who you just called it? Uh, I forget what you called it, but an embarrassment to baseball might have been what, what you said. I, I said embarrassment of a franchise. Right ah, now, okay. Right okay. Now. Uh, I'm going to ride with the Twins. It is a shame that the Twins are completely out of the playoffs. They were a first-place team more than half the year, and they just collapsed in August and in September. With with teams that have that have had this type of year, and there's a few teams in the league that have had this year where they've led almost the whole way. Yeah, you, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. But I feel like you're if you're Joe Ryan, who's the best starter in that rotation, either him or Sonny Gray this year, you want to end your last start on a high note, and it's a good opportunity for Joe Ryan and the Twins to face the Tigers on the road. Tigers, it doesn't matter where they're playing. They're home, away on Mars. They suck. So um, I think this is, I, I think it's a good opportunity for Joe Ryan to catch a, a W in his last start. I do think the Tigers would be pretty good if they played in the Mexican League, but I guess that's probably not allowed. Uh, next we'll move Tampa Bay at Houston. 
in your series spotlight. We got Drew Rasmussen on the mound. And it looks like they're actually moving up Framber Valdez, who I have on another website, probable for Sunday uh, and a DVD for Friday. But uh, so that's weird. Um, I'm expecting we have no line on this one, as I imagine that was a late change. I'm I'm putting uh, Valdez as a pretty, pretty big favorite, maybe in the 160 range, something like that. Rasmussen, I mean, he got off the schneid a little bit with his last start. Um, are you back in or are you thinking that against a really strong lineup that he's going to have a, a real, another tough time? Yeah, I, I'm going to probably ride if if Valdez were – I said the pitching match in the beginning, but if it's unclear, but it might be clear, I'm going to ride with Valdez being one of the more underrated stories of the year. He's always been a good pitcher, you know. But this year alone, he's been gross. The ERA is exactly where you want it to be. I want to see what the ERA exactly Please is. say 2.69. That'd be, oh, my God, it is 2. Are you, were you joking? It is 2.69. That's. I mean, I should have played the lottery. I've wasted oh, my luck. Damn. Are it. you freaking kidding me? That's insane. I'm not, I swear, I'm watching the uh, – I'm way behind right now, but I'm watching the Rays and the and the Guardians. I just threw out a number because you know I like that that uh, that Six, last uh, decimal point. Nice, yeah. So I I like I like Valdez here. He's pitch, pitching great all year. There's a lot of pressure on the Rays to get it done, and it, you, as you know, it is not easy to win in Houston in that stadium. It's not easy at all. Um, definitely one of the better home ballparks for a home franchise in the Astros. So. I'm going to ride with Fran Rivaldez here. Yeah, and they have some really nice uh, trash cans in there, apparently. They do, apparently. Maybe this year they're not using it. I mean, who knows? They could be using it again. Who knows? I think it's probably Uh, buzzers this year. Uh, Don't add us. Or, you know, add us, Astros fans, if you want to. Uh, (laughs) I've spent enough time in Houston. I probably should shut up. Uh, Next we'll go Texas, the Rangers version of Texas. It's probably going to mess the uh, the Astros fans up even more because they like to call them Arlington anyway, whatever. Texas at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, no line on this one. We have Glenn Otto and an unknown starting pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels. Look like Tucker Davidson, um, but uh, no line. Probably not worth it. Uh, as we move along next to Ken Waldachuk visiting Logan Gilbert, the Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners. Um, no line here. I imagine Gilbert will be a sizable favorite in this one, uh, considering he's playing a pretty weak offense to say the least. And, uh, but as I think we've talked about before, I'm a little concerned about um, Logan Gilbert right now and his trying to finish the year because he's worked and put on a ton more innings than I think a lot of people expected. And we do have a line on this one, though, uh, an interleague matchup. The White Sox, who are probably as disappointing as anybody right now, uh, and we will not talk about our preseason predictions at the moment. But no, Doug, Doug, what? Go ahead. <laughs> No, it's like no, we won't talk about a preseason. No, we won't. Uh, either Dave Davis Martin, I think it is. He's uh, visiting you, Darvish, and ultimately, I mean, I think there's there's probably some time for some, especially because there's no lines on half of these games uh, to talk about the the Padres, who are I mean, had a big series with with the the Dodgers, uh, let one slip away last night, unfortunately, um, on 86 wins, or three games ahead of the Brewers, three games ahead of the Phillies. I mean, thank God for the Phillies, or else this might be even more scary, but. Um, I guess they're they're in a good spot right now in pole position with the White Sox probably. I mean, they got to shut down Luis Robert and let him get healthy, I would hope. But uh, currently, you Darvish, a minus 190 favorite at home over under is seven. Um, what do you think about the White Sox and their interest here? Uh, I know that 
I've said enough about their manager, but uh, Udarvis should be able to wipe through that that lineup that can't hit right-handed pitching. Yeah, I think the White Sox are, are – what do you think? We'll talk about this at one of our final shows, the most disappointing team of the year. It's I think for by the far, American League, by far. It's, either, it's, it's either the Angels or the or the White Sox. I think we might lead more White Sox because they were destined to win the American League Central. But we won't talk about our preseason, preseason predictions, not right now, because I don't want to get I don't want I don't want to get emotional here. But uh, yeah, I, I think you know when you have Robert, who's been up and down out of, out of the IL, you, the the overall bats have not been playing well all year long. Pitching stinks. Darvish should wipe the floor against the White Sox. Uh, you, you need to have, I mentioned it multiple times, though, but like with teams that are on wildcard teams that are making the playoffs, guys like you, Darvish, frontline pitcher in that rotation, needs to have a good start to end the year strong and bring that mojo and that positivity and all that good pitching into the postseason. Will it happen? I don't know. I hope so. Because you, Darvish, has won me some games this year. I really like him for that. But I, I think this is a game where Darvish could dominate against a team that cannot hit right-handed pitching. Yeah, they the uh, everyone trying to say that the, that you, Darvish, needed to go back to Japan and that his his dominance was was over. Uh, I think they they sold him a little too soon. He was falling yeah. way too far in fantasy baseball drafts. And I'll I'll have you know that in a, a check of the future's odds from March 29th of year of our Lord 2022, the Chicago White Sox were tied for the fourth most likely to win the World Series. And That's they are disgusting. not even making a seven or excuse me, a six team playoff. Oh, that's format. disgusting. That's that's in a very bad division as well. Oh my god. And and let's just let's just to put the full I mean, they're two games under five hundred, could finish um in in the green or I guess over five hundred if they finished I mean lost lost eight of their last ten. Doesn't look like they're going that way. I'm sure they're playing scrubs the rest of the way. Had a good win today, but ultimately I think the White Sox are uh, the, the the I guess the leader in the clubhouse for most disappointing team. Um, we'll see yeah. if I don't know how they could be outdone. Uh, but that brings us to our best bet portion of the show. And uh, happy to say we had a nice two and zero on Monday. Looking forward to another two and zero as uh we like getting people to the uh to the window to try to cast their tickets. Um, be careful if you're doing it in um the legalized gambling states if you use a credit card i just found out that they charge you as a cash advance so uh wish i had known that beforehand but uh all it does is reduce the roi a little bit uh before we get there uh please use the promo code ops20 omega peter sam 20 um <laughs> it is a stat that uh i think a lot of you i would know all about uh, on base plus slugging, but ultimately it is the code for 20% off for all listeners of MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. You can get 20% off any purchase that you make on pregame.com, whether you want a hoodie, you want my picks, which come out uh, every night before I go to bed is what I aim for. Uh, we have plenty of great handicappers on the site as well. My pregame pros that have picks out there, the NFL, college football, I'll have soccer this weekend, included all my MLB packages as well. Um, but go on there, use a com- promo code Omega. Peter, Sam, 20, and get 20% off. Um, so I've won three in a row, my best bets. I'll start off in, in this one. I'll let Taylor come in as, as the closer, but I'll, I'll start this one off. And, you know, there's a lot of good choices out there. I mean, you could go Brady Singer plus 115. I'm pretty interested in that one. Uh, I really like Merrill Kelly plus 111. And I think 
I mean, the Max Freed call is also a very, very tempting one. I, lo I love home dogs this year. Um, but I think the best one on the board, and I, I've been doing this a lot this year, I'm going to go Merrill Kelly plus 111 at San Francisco. I feel like the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've brought up the kids. They've got a lot of talent in their system. And I just think they're a good team. I think Merrill Kelly will outpitch Alex Cobb yet again. I'm very scared about the Diamondbacks bullpen, I'll admit. But uh, getting odds where you need to win this bet, you'll be profitable if you win this bet 50% of the time. I think that they uh, win this game more often than that. So uh, I'll take Merrill Kelly, Arizona Diamondbacks, the baby backs, plus 111 uh, for my best bet. Go ahead, Taylor. I like that one a lot. That was one of my options. I, th I think the three that you picked are pretty much the better options here. I am going to, oof, you know, riding with DeGrom would be nice. You're riding, riding with the best pitcher in the league. But I'm, I'm going to go with the guy that is a, a road dog who I think, Griff, you like him more than I do. And – He's had one of the better second halves all year long. His ERA is now under three for the first time all season at 299. I'm rolling with your boy, Brady Singer. In 20 innings, his last 20 innings, he's let up one earned run and four walks. Not walking a lot. He's got a young Royals roster. I know I roasted that uh, lineup not too long ago. Now I have a little faith because I'm trying to convince myself <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Brady Singer and the Kansas City Royals. I think this is the first time all year that I'm rolling with them. I gotta check the math there. But you know, Aaron Savali is trying to find a spot in this rotation or a spot in the roster there. I, I'm interested to see how Francona handles the, the lineups. If he's gonna take, you know, give guys days off. We're seeing a lot of the teams that have already made the postseason are giving guys days off in the Yankees had Anthony Rizzo managing the game the other day. So Rizzo was out and Torres was out. Get a bunch of the young Yankee Bombers in there. I think the Guardians will do the same exact thing. I'm rolling with the Kansas City Royals, Brady Singer, plus 115. Lock it in. A couple couple underdogs on this podcast. I like it. Yeah, we like the road teams. You know, get the nice hotel beds with the really, really uncomfortably soft pillows. I've been dealing with those for a while. You're probably dealing with them as we speak. But I got to say that Royals lineup, it's very different now with MJ Melendez. Probably it's been there the whole time. Salvi's healthy again, but Vinny P has been great. Vinny P's um, been there's great. A lot of, there's a lot of youth in that lineup. I think there's a little more talent than uh, a lot of people give him credit for. And uh, I, I don't think you can make them a favor on the road here, but I, I think there's some value in going against Aaron Savali. If that curveball's not working, I think you're in pretty good shape with uh, with the Royals. So those are our best bets for this, this episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Um, would love to follow up on anything you guys got for going into the playoffs. It's going to be a little bit different of a scenario because we won't have 15 games. Well, sometimes 10 games with five games online, but uh, ultimately we'd, we'd love any sort of feedback ideas on, on what you like for our playoff shows as we're going to stick with you as long as we can. Uh, and we're going to try to get as many winners and as many two and O's as on many shows as possible going forward. Taylor, uh, take us out of here. All right, guys, what a great episode. You guys can follow me at Taylor Ringled on Twitter. You can follow me all over social media. Just type my name in. You'll see me there. Great episode, Griff. I got the Royals, which I just checked. First time I got them all year. I'm rolling with Brady Singer. The Royals, probably the first and last time in 2022. So don't let me down, Singer. You have Dimebacks on the road. We're rolling in with the road, boys. Another great episode is in the books. Appreciate everyone sticking by. We'll see you guys 
next week and also on next pod. We'll talk to you guys real soon.